This is Enormous, with your hosts Harley and KC. How long do you think this thing's going to last? Oh my God, I don't know. It seems like it's never going to end. That's the way it feels like to me now. That's the way it feels. Do you know how long we've been in this lockdown? No. I think it's been two years, one month, five days, and 21 hours. (laughs) I think you're right. It's at least been two years. I don't know about the two days. I'll go with the two years, one day, 14 hours. Okay, nice. See, I have to take car rides to nowhere right now. Oh, where is nowhere? Is that a town in Colorado? I Yeah, I wish. Uh, no, we just get in the car and we just drive around for 30 or 40 minutes, which may be a waste of gas. But, you know, you just have to get away from the house sometimes and go look at something else. It actually, it does make me feel better, actually. It makes me feel better to go to work every day. Yeah, I, I would think it kind of does. So the other thing I've been doing, the last thing I can think I've been doing, but this is, you know, not not necessarily new, maybe just a little more, and that's watching a little porn here or there online. <laughs> I bet you do. But more, mostly, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as a little uh, Twitter that's only, you know, a few second little video, or sometimes I'll stretch them a little longer too like an X-Tube video, those are a little bit longer, whatever. Uh-huh. I, I don't, I can't, uh, I'm almost like the young people. I can't be bothered to watch a full-length movie about porn anymore. I ain't got time for that. No, nobody does. We are so short attention span now that I don't think we could possibly even follow a train of thought for 30 minutes. Well, if you can remember back to some of those, the, the plot lines uh, were a little thin anyway, so... Sometimes on the v- the VHS tape, we would just speed ahead to the good parts anyway. Of course, we always did. So now it's just streamlined for us. All we have to do is just watch the good parts. You know what's good about the good parts? What's that? Well, when we do these enormous shorties, which are our mid-month episodes, you know, they might not be as long as the full episode, but they're still as big and filling and girthy as a full episode. Are you saying that our shorty episodes are fat? They're fat. It might be short, but it's fat. How do you feel about short and fat? Well, I think short and fat is good. Are you saying they're also thick? They could be thick. Thick and fat kind of go together. And you know what they say about the pencil. It's not the size of the pencil, but it's the... Penmanship that counts. Right. They always said I had good penmanship. I've heard that. I would like to find out someday. Let me write you a note. (laughs) This period of social isolation has been tough on all of us, but there are some that are suffering more than most, for whom being separated from others is especially painful. I'm talking about sluts. Sluts have lived their lives almost constantly being touched by anyone who wants to. There's not a single inch of their easily accessible bodies that hasn't been prodded, spat on, or rubbed to a callus by roughly a third of the local gay scene and a handful of Uber drivers. They thrive in groups, often with so many cocks coming at them, it's like that scene in 300 with all the spears. But now, sluts across Australia have been forced to self-isolate and go cold turkey on guzzling jizz. New research indicates that glory holes provide no protection against COVID-19 and rules about shaking hands mean they can't even get fingered. 
Deprived of human contact and their usual smorgasbord of deep dish cream pies, sluts' lives now feel as empty as their unnecessarily douched cake holes. But you can help by being a good neighbour and checking in on any sluts living in your area. Drop a note through the glory hole in their back door asking if they need anything or leave them some supplies, like prep. If you pass one on the street, keep a safe distance, but remind them of happier times by throwing warm yogurt in their face, then saying, thanks mate, and walking away quickly. These small acts of kindness can make a huge difference to sluts because they'll literally take anything and they'll like it too. Won't you? Yeah? You little slut? Yeah? Remember, we're all in this together. I guess this episode then we're going to have some stories about how we're staying sane and maybe some memories about ways to pass the time. Yep. It's kind of funny how the Skype and the Zoom and the the, uh, FaceTime have become so normal for everybody. Everyone's getting more and more used to it. Yep. So here I am looking at my phone, watching you record from the other side of Denver. First time we did this, I felt kind of uncomfortable. Now it, it seems quite normal. It seems like this is the way we do it. It's not my favorite way to do it, but I mean, we can do it this way when we have to do it this way. Casey, do you ever do you ever play dress up to pass the time? No. <laughs> really? Tell me about this. You go into your closet and you go through all of your stuff and you just pull things out that you haven't had on in a long time and you try them on and you dress up. And sometimes you make odd combinations of things. So you may okay. go in the box that has your leather or you may go in the box that has um, an old suit or you may go in the box that has your trendy stuff and you just try on all this stuff and and uh, parade around in it, maybe do a selfie Maybe get your husband to look at you and and make him laugh a little bit. Do a funny dance, a little song and dance. A little fashion show? Yeah, a little fashion show. You don't do that. I like it. I think I'll put my leather chaps on with uh, my suit jacket. I have, Actually, I have tails. I have black tails jacket. Oh, that would be fun. Maybe leather chaps with tails would be nice. Now, if you put on your chaps, would you have any underwear on at the time? Well, of course not. What's the point of wearing chaps? <laughs> Would you send me a picture, please? <laughs> if only my leather chaps would fit me, I would be really happy about that. You don't think they would? If, oh, I know they wouldn't. Huh. I wonder if mine would. So, KC, when you were a kid, how did you spend your extra hours? Uh, I don't know. I, I was that child of that age of the television. So I did spend a lot of time, you know, watching TV. That's how we were entertained at that point in time. Remember the TV dinners and the little tinfoil tray? Yes. And they tasted awful. They were horrible, but, (laughs) but they were still cool. So we ate them anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then did your, did your mom have those aluminum TV trays with the funny little fold out legs and the legs snapped into the... Oh, you know, yeah. They had like a little plastic piece that snapped into the fold-out part. That held the legs. Yeah. That yeah. was a TV tray back then. And they were printed and, with flowers and some... Correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. They had a pretty big sort of lip around the edge, so you couldn't spill anything off of it, you know? Right. 
Exactly. Yep. So I'm sure she put us in front of the TV with a TV tray and a TV dinner sometimes so she could do something else. Now, was eating in front of the TV a big treat for you when you were a kid? Well, I think, I no, I'm not going to say it was a treat. I think it was so common at that point. I remember when my dad put a cable into the, tea, into the kitchen and had a, a small little, I'm going to say at the far end of the kitchen, there was probably like, you know, a 13 or a 21 inch TV. I mean, pretty small. Wow. But that's what we, and it was color. So that was cool. But that's what we watched in the kitchen. I don't think that TV was never not on. I think that TV was always on. Yeah. Well, my, uh, my family would limited our TV and we only okay. had one TV and we had the oldest technology possible. My father was always saying he was going to wait till they perfected the technology. So we didn't have a color TV until the 70s. Wow. My first TV I got in my bedroom was my grandparents' first TV, and it was black and white. You had a TV in your bedroom? Yeah, I was quite, that was quite spoiled for back then. To oh my gosh. My so my big treat as a kid was going to my grandmother's house because she had a console TV. Right. One of those wood ones, you know, that had a record player in it. and Yes. And it had a remote control that snapped, made this loud clicking noise when you snapped it. Yes. And it changed channels. And the channels would yes. go, eh, 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 uh-huh. eh, it would turn around. Right. The remote control only had a couple of buttons. You could turn the TV on and off. Yes. You could put the volume up and down, or you could change the channel. That was the only things that had buttons for yeah, so when I went to my grandmother's house, I could watch as much TV as I wanted. And she would buy TV dinners, which tasted horrible, and set it up on a tray in front of the TV, and I could watch TV and eat dinner. And I thought I was in pig heaven. I mean, that was my total thrill as growing up as a kid. Did you watch uh, cartoons such as you watch Cecil and Beanie? Of course. I watched Cecil and Beanie. Now, was that a dinosaur? Was that a serpent? Cecil, he was like a sea serpent. That's right. I had a Cecil. I got a Cecil for Christmas, like a fur, you know, like a like a teddy bear fur kind of animal. Right. Only it was Cecil, and he was curved around, and he kind of stood up on his little curved part of himself. I bet he stood like a foot and a half tall, maybe. And then he had one of those strings. You pulled the string, and he said different yep. things, like, I'm coming, Beanie, and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I had something similar, but mine was Casper the Friendly Ghost. Oh, yes. And it had a pull string, and it would say things. Yes. And I just loved my Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah, I loved my Cecil, too. I wish I still had him. I'd still love him if I had him. So Beanie and Cecil, Casper the Friendly Ghost, what other shows were big in that? Oh, my gosh. I was trying to think. I can, I, I'm can. i jumping ahead now because I can remember when my brother came along, and then he got entertained, and my sister, and then we were watching H.R. Puff and stuff and Witchy Poo and those sort right. of things. But that well, was a little bit later. Well, Beanie and Cecil and Casper the Friendly Ghost kind of blurs together along with Erector Sets. Erector Sets, Lincoln Logs, Lincoln Tinker Toys. Yeah, totally. Etch-a-Sketch. That's right. And did you have one of those wood paddles with a ball with a, a piece of elastic attached to it? Yeah, but I'm, I wasn't super athletic, so I hated it. I hated it too. I could not make it do what it was supposed to do. <laughs> if you want me to play the piano and move my fingers around that way, fine. But trying to bounce my hand and do that ball, not so fine. Now, did you take piano lessons when you were a kid? Oh, for forever. And who taught you piano? Uh, 
Mrs. Thompson taught me piano, and she lived clear across town from where the school was. Our grade school and high school and everything was all together in one big building. Not that big, but big to me back then. And uh, uh, Miss Thomas lived clear across town on the other side of town. The only thing that was further than her, about two houses down, was the Griffith family. And uh, Mrs. Griffith, she drove an Edsel. <laughs> and Ellsworth Griffith, he was in my class, but he was the boy that everybody picked on. But in an effort not to have to walk all the way across town to the other side of town, I would catch a ride with him and Mrs. Ellsworth in the Etzel to my piano teacher, so I didn't have to walk all the way across there. But I would purposely scoot down in the car so that people couldn't see me with the Griffith family because I was embarrassed to be with the kid that everybody picked on. Isn't that horrible? That's horrible. Now, when you took piano lessons, was it in the house? Yeah, it was in Miss Thomas' house, yes. Yes. So me too, but it was about two blocks away, and I would walk there once a week. And I'd sit in her living room, and she had this fantastic clock, which I'm still trying to find one of, that yes. an antique clock that I could buy. Yes. But I would sit in the living room, and I would hear ding, 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 the previous um, student in some bedroom somewhere in the house where the piano was. And you could hear somebody banging on the keys, making horrible music. And then right. the door would open, and the little girl would leave, and... And I don't remember the piano teacher's name, but she'd say, okay, now, she'd say, now, okay, now, Harley, you come in, it's time for your turn. And uh, I'd go in with my sheet music and what I'd practice, and I'd bang on the keys and sound like hell. Then she'd yes. send me away and somebody else would come in. Yep. That's, a, that's, I think that's kind of the way it was. I think that uh, my piano teacher, she only had, you know, after school maybe three or four students. And I know I was the, I was the first one after school. So I see I had to hightail it across town. Now I'm saying across town, we're talking, you know, a little small town in Iowa. When I say across town, I'm talking maybe what, 10, 12 blocks. Sure. That's across the whole town, Mm -hmm. but still I didn't want to walk. So I would catch a ride. That Etzel had, that Etzel was a very fancy, it was an automatic transmission in that car, and it was a push-button transmission, and those buttons yeah. were in the center of the steering wheel. And you could hit them accidentally while you were driving. <laughs> it was like a George Jetson-looking thing. Yeah, Etzels were amazing. Yeah, but we didn't know at the time it was something special. But... Well, it was only special because no one would buy it. It was a total flop on the auto market. Right, right. And so the few Edsels that got produced now are huge collector's items. Uh, yeah, I bet they're costing a million dollars. Now we would want to have one. Absolutely. Do you feel like, as far as your, your, your day-to-day schedule and the way you conduct your life, do you think your schedule has changed and things are different than they were before? Yeah, dramatically. Um, it's... What's interesting, and and this is a combo thing for me because I, you know, I'm recently retired, too. So what's interesting is I I feel so busy. Like even today, I have a list of I have a long list of things to do today, on a and we're recording on a Sunday. We can we can fess up to that, right? Sunday morning, um, I have a long list of things to do today, and and I'm not going to be able to get them all done. And I find myself wondering how did I ever go to work before anyway because i must have never gotten anything done at home that's a very good point 
I've got these big lists too, and I can't seem to even get through them. I don't know where the time goes. It seems like it just vanishes. Do you write stuff down on paper? I try. I actually keep a paper list, and I I feel good when I can strike a line through something I've written down that I've accomplished that task. So I'm really old-fashioned. I still keep a piece of paper with a list of things to do on it. That's a really good thing. I, I've tried paper. I've tried doing it in my phone, and um, I'm really I'm not a very good organizer. I'm not good at, at following a list. I can do that. Uh, my big problem is distraction. I can be easily distracted. So I can start a task, and, and that task might lead me to another uh, area of the yard, or another room in my house, and then I see something there, and then I get distracted by working on that. Totally. That is me. That is me to a T. Yep. And then I have to remember, oh, wait, this is not what I was working on. I was working on that that other job. I had a big job the other morning. I had to take everything out of the refrigerator, take all the shelves out of the refrigerator, inside the refrigerator, take the back wall off of the refrigerator, and behind there are coils and I spent about an hour defrosting those coils uh, because the my refrigerator had frozen up and it was pooling water in the in the bottom of the refrigerator. It was a mess. It was just a mess. It's the second time I've done that with this refrigerator. I'm about ready to get rid of this refrigerator. Yeah, it sounds like it. So uh, Samsung, if you're out there listening, <laughs> you have a flaw with your refrigerator. Yeah, I have a Samsung too, and it's got its problems also. Uh-huh. So Samsung... Bad, 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 bad Samsung. I would like to make a plea. Please contact us. Tell us something. Help relieve our <laughs> anything. anything. Help relieve our boredom. Tell a dirty story. <laughs> say what you did right. for the day. Anything. Just give us something, please. If you just want to leave a message on our voicemail line and say, hello, you ignorant sluts, we'll take it. That's right. Yes, please call us with anything. Tell us anything. You can read us your grocery list and we'd be happy to hear it. You can reach us at 303-351-2880. Snap a picture of your crematory and send it to us. And by crematory, <laughs> I mean crema tree oh yes no really send us a picture of your dick we would love it (laughs) so if this was the end of the episode how would we bring it to a close what could we um i know i have a reflection okay lay it on me here's my reflection it's pretty deep Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same here. Same here. Uh, I am yeah. over it. I'm very much over it. Yeah. It is just pushing my patience and my acceptance of reality to the absolute limit. I think yeah. if it goes any further, I'm going to become a drug addict. And everybody's getting there. Everybody's getting to that point. You can see. Yeah. It's a big social experiment. They really, they just probably do need to turn everybody loose because people are just starting to do it anyway. Right. They're just breaking the rule and doing it. So it's true. And some people are going to get sick. We know this. Flattening the curve does not prevent it. No, no, no. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
Before we sign off today, there's a couple things I'd like to do. I'd like to thank Big Fatty for his enormous voiceover that you hear at the beginning and the end of our podcast, and also for his reminder for us to have fun, that one of the things that we like about our podcast is that we have a good time doing it. And uh, Big Fatty reminds us that it needs to be fun. And we should thank Frankie, too, for his little opening statement. He's got a good voice, doesn't he? He has a voice that's made for podcasting. You know, we should also give a thank you to the Faye Driver and Pink Wheelnuts podcast. Uh, Faye's been very supportive of us. He's been listening, I think, since the very beginning. And he's been uh, very helpful in giving us some tips and hints behind the scenes. And Casey, Toppy Smelly is another one. He's also been a great support to us. And we uh, support his podcast, The Smellcast, which is extraordinary, him and all his cast of characters. The Smellcast is an amazing podcast. I don't know how he gets all those 20 or 30 people to even fit in his podcasting studio. He's clever. He's a clever man. It must be a big room. And of course, a great big thank you to our listeners. Do you have questions or comments for us? Do you have a topic you would like us to discuss? Reach us by email at enormouspodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voice message at 303-351-2880. You can also follow us on Facebook at Enormous Podcast and on Twitter at Enormous Pod. Our Instagram is Enormous underscore podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple or wherever you find your podcasts. Until next time, remember to be kind and like us, keep it enormous. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. Well, anyway, it's sincere. Are you finished? Not yet. Now I'm finished.